Inside Dropouts. I'm Ryan Taylor. And I'm James Moss. Uh, today we're going to be reviewing Netflix's D- The Defenders. Netflix's? Netflix's. <laughs> uh, the eight part miniseries that we've all been waiting for premiered on Friday. And uh, we crammed it in over the weekend so we can pop a review it for you guys. And you better fucking appreciate it too. Yep, yep. <laughs> it was uh, it was a busy weekend. Yeah, it's Monday right now. I've worked forty hours since Friday and still managed to watch all eight episodes of the Defenders. Yeah, I, I can't. Say I am I, so tired. <laughs> I can't say I was that busy, but uh, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to give a little spoiler-free uh, quick synopsis off the bat here, and uh, anyone who doesn't want to hear any spoilers can stick around, or can <laughs> cut off there, go watch it, and uh, anyone who does want to hear spoilers can stick around, because we're going to get into... I'll give our first spoiler right now. Jessica Jones is female. Thanks, man. I uh, <laughs> I didn't read up on Matt the Easter. Murdoch is blind. I didn't I didn't read up on all the Easter eggs like you did. Speaking <laughs> speaking of uh, of uh, blindness, have you, did you check out the eclipse today? I did not because I was sleeping all day, and then when I finally woke up, I was like, "Hey, I've got a half hour before." Ryan and I start recording. I'm gonna play some Mega Man 8 because Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 came out last week. Fair enough. I was I was considering going out and staring at the eclipse in an attempt to blind myself and maybe become a blind vigilante like Matt Murdock, but then I realized that a I have no hand-eye coordination and b I'm an atheist, so it's probably not gonna work out. Yeah. If I wanted to look at something that was horrible for my eyes and blinding, I'd probably just look at my own reflection for a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, my eyesight's shit already, so... <laughs> okay, so we ha- we chatted briefly when we started watching this on uh, Friday, and I think we were both somewhere around the middle. You were a couple episodes ahead of me, but... Uh, yeah, I, I believe I was two episodes ahead of you when we were talking over the weekend. Yeah. So, um, let's get straight to it. What did you think of The Defenders? I loved it. Yeah? I thought it was great. Um, there was one or two things that I was kind of a little bit let down about, but I'll get into that once we, tar- once we start talking about spoilers. Yeah, I... I uh... I gotta be honest, and I'm I'm as shocked as you might be. I didn't like this show. You didn't? I did not like this. I I, wow. I honestly, this was a disappointment, and I probably will not rewatch this. Wow. Yep. Was not expecting you to say that. No, because when we last talked, I was on episode three, and yeah, honestly. Episodes 1, 2, 3, and 4, fantastic. I was hyped. I was loving it. And 
the last four episodes of this series I thought were the weakest of any of the Marvel shows. Wow. Not a fan. I've got a lot of issues. Well, <laughs> get them all out over the course of this episode. I'm interested to hear what they are. Yeah, I mean, um, there, are, there, are, there are great things that came out of this as well, but I feel like most of it, in my opinion, is going to be stuff I'm looking forward to in the next seasons of other shows. Yeah. Um, so We'll see where I agree and disagree with you. Spoiler-free quick synopsis. I mean, just to sum up the show for anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, you've got your four heroes from your previously existing shows, Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Through a series of events, they are brought together to... Uh, basically face the same villain from uh, Iron Fist and Daredevil that everyone might know, The Hand. Yep. Except this time led by Alexandra, played by Sigourney Weaver. Yep. And I don't think it's a, a spoiler to say what happens at the end of the first episode. I think it's pretty early. To... Yeah. Okay, so... I mean, if that's too much of a spoiler for you, then you can turn off now, but uh, at the end of the very first episode, Alexandra resurrects Electra as her, uh, I guess her henchman, her her muscle. Yeah. Uh, the Black Sky, she calls her. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the series. It's only eight episodes. They're, they get brought together, they have to fight the hand, and... The hand has their devious plot, and uh, that's that's pretty much what happens. Like without giving away anything, you know. Yep, their evil, evil plan to let women grow curly mustaches. <laughs> uh, that is one thing that I can. Uh, it won't be uh, too spoiler heavy. That was an issue of mine. What exactly was the hand's plan? Because. Like I know that they were they were bad and they did bad things I guess but I don't I don't really know I know they wanted to get to Kunlun somehow I don't really know how anything else involved that or why they had to de destroy New York. Um. Well, part of it is kind of it's like Marvel's version of the League of Assassins from like Batman Begins and DC Comics. Yeah. Pretty much, like, they said that they, like, they took credit for different things, like the fall of Rome, and, like, the volcano at Pompeii was just a cover-up, and that was actually the hand destroying the entire city. Yeah. And so, they had decided that New York's time had come, and that they were going to pretty much just purge and cleanse New York. Okay, so bad for the sake of being bad. Yeah. Destruction for the purpose of chaos. Yeah, and well, they see themselves as resetting balance and kind of taking control back. Okay. That's that. my understanding. Of okay, all. I got that. Um, are we going to talk about why they wanted to get that gate thing open. Uh, you know what? This is yeah. gonna, it's going to be hard to um, to really get around a lot of the spoilers here. So 
let's want to want to go into spoiler territory. Yeah, let's just cannonball into okay. spoiler territory. This is your warning. Uh, there will be spoilers from here on. Before we do, just uh, again yeah. a quick uh, opinion on it. If if you had to quickly put uh, defenders into your ranking with the other seasons. Yep. Where? What do you like? Is this top of the list, bottom, somewhere in the middle? If I had to put it on my list, I would put it probably second. Second. I would put it wow. right above Luke Cage, right before, right before Daredevil season two. Wow. We really don't agree on this at all. <laughs> nope. Um, for me, it's an easy last. Okay. I, I, I gotta be honest. I I had to force myself to watch the last couple episodes, and I didn't really enjoy much of it. Like, I again, the first half of the season was amazing. And I, I, I honestly, I think I'd probably go watch, go rewatch the first half and stop. See, that's probably where we disagree because. I found the beginning of the first episode hard to watch. Really? And and that's yeah. funny because a lot of the reviews I've read have that same thing where they found it was slow starting. Well, it's not only that. It's um, the first fight scene in the show in that sewer in the beginning of the first episode. Yeah. I found, like, it was so dark and the camera angles were so shaky and changed so frequently. It was too hard to follow I felt like that fight scene was very poorly shot and you know what's funny uh, I, I, I do agree in, in that one there were a lot of weird shots in that one but I found there were a couple fight scenes that had shots like that that were hard to follow and the one I found the most was uh, the last episode the parking garage yeah I found that one really hard to look at it was like a lot of weird Shaky zooming in shots. I didn't. I didn't quite get it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, take that as you will. I mean, it's somewhere between the best and the worst, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and it is on a spectrum. Yes. Uh, okay. Spoiler territory. You don't want to hear spoilers. Turn it off now. Yep. But come back. <laughs> okay. Spoilers. Uh, Alexandra dies pretty suddenly. Yeah, in episode six. Yeah. What do you think of that? Um, I had mixed feelings about it. Me too. Yeah. Because she was, like, the leader of the hand, and she had said at some point, she was like, do you really want to challenge me to these other people who were incredibly talented other members of the hand? Yes. And I was kind of thinking, like, okay, are we finally going to get to see what she's capable of? If she's able to, like, threaten them like that. Also, you know, like, 
where she was sick, I thought that maybe her illness might be her downfall, but it was not. Yeah, I, I know what you mean there. Um... I mean, I thought it was pretty, like, it was a pretty good twist. Yes. But, you know, I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to see this power that Alexandra boasted. Yeah, see, I, I'm I'm on opposite sides of kind of myself here, where I really liked Electra, Electra killing her there. Uh, that's another thing we d- didn't mention. Electra is the one to kill her. Uh, I, I thought Electra was badass in this series. She was. I, I thought she was. Uh, she made a better villain than she did an anti-hero in Daredevil season two. Yeah, I did like Electra more in this season than I did in Daredevil 2. Yeah. And much better than in the Ben Affleck Daredevil <laughs> movie or the Jennifer Garner Electra movie. That one still makes the top three, though. <laughs> uh, okay, so I really liked that side of it. And I thought the the death and the twist of it was really cool. And that uh, it really upped Electra as a villain. Yeah. But at the same time, Alexandra was kind of a stupid character. They spent six episodes building her up as this powerful villain, and she she didn't do anything. She literally didn't lift a finger to do anything at all. And I, I don't. Yeah. She she doesn't she doesn't earn anything. Like she didn't actually come across as threatening to me. She didn't like um, like Kingpin. He was very much a. Uh, a background brooding sinister villain in the way that Alexandra was supposed to be but you saw flashes of what he could do and that he earned it right yeah and that's what I'm saying like they like she hinted at having such power but we never even got to see a trace of it yeah and that's the thing like if if she's so powerful, I, 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 I don't I don't know why she was the leader when Bakudo, Murakami, Sawande, and Madame Gao were all very clearly way more competent than she was. Yeah. And I just, I don't understand why they brought in Sigourney Weaver for this big role, only to really not do anything with it. Yeah. I mean, they really could have had anyone do that. Yeah, really. I mean, you could have given most of the, like, you didn't even need to use her at all. I mean, you could have used uh, Sawande as that villain, or switched it around a bit and used Madame Gao again. I mean, any one of the other fingers of the hand could have done it. Yeah, but at the end, Gao was really the only one who was left still standing. Yeah, you probably could have... The first one we're introduced to is... The- one that still managed to get away. Yeah. I feel like you could have given most of Alexandra's actions to Sawande and some of her lines to Gal, and you could have rewrote it a little bit there. Yeah, but I like what happened with Sawande. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Good point. And another uh, death, spoiler alert, uh, Stick? Yeah. That was uh, unexpected. Well, it, I I didn't I expected it at the time when it when it was about to happen. I said, like, "Yeah, okay, sticks dying." 
Yeah, he's he's definitely a goner. Yep. But going into this show, I didn't expect Stick to die. No, not at all. When he uh, when he made it out by cutting his hand off, I figured that he was gonna stick around a while. Yeah. I I think he had a fitting death, but I, I think they uh, they kind of moved on a little too quickly. Yeah. They didn't really like like they they had the one. They didn't deal with the weight of this character dying. No, I feel like they could have. Uh, left it on Matt a little more like I, I I know they did touch on it when he uh, wakes back up but I don't know they could have they could have did a little more there yeah they could have done more but yeah it's, it's a pretty minor gripe there for sure yeah uh, let me see another uh, another big spoiler we'll get, I'm just touching on all the stuff from the ending of the show and one of my, the highlights for it for me Misty Knight losing her arm Yes. I, I um, when they introduced her in Luke Cage, I was wondering if, when, and how she was going to lose her arm. I know, right? Because for anyone who doesn't, who's not familiar with the character in the comics, she has a cybernetic prosthetic arm. Yeah. Like she has like a Luke Skywalker <laughs> like robotic arm. I, uh, I actually didn't see it coming in the scene. No, I was a little surprised by it, but when it happened, I was extremely excited because I knew what that meant. Yeah, I gotta I gotta agree. I thought that's, that whole scene was actually pretty good. With, yeah. Uh, Colleen, and, and Colleen finally... Uh, I, I feel like I felt that most of the show she deserved a little more. She deserved her moment to shine, and that fight scene really was her time. Yes. Now, one thing I thought was going to happen in that scene that didn't, and I'm glad it didn't, is I thought Claire was going to die. Yeah, that would have... Uh... <laughs> I was wondering that, you know? Because she's the one who's been in every season so yes. far. Which is something I didn't like with this show. Because you want to know the first time I noticed that Claire mentioned or really uh, had anything to do with Daredevil or Foggy the fucking finale really? I'm almost positive unless I missed something in there Claire does not really talk to Matt until they're in the uh, what's the name of the building the finale takes place in the uh, Midland Circle yeah Midland Circle when they're all together there I don't think she talk, and I I don't think she talks to Foggy until the end of the the series as well, which is stupid because she's met Foggy, she's spoken to Foggy many times. They're all in that room in the precinct, and why aren't they talking? Well, maybe that's her trying to distance herself from them because she doesn't want to let on that they've met before, so people can piece yeah. things together. It it just it just strikes me as funny that like it. <laughs> As much as the show shows tried to connect uh, them all together with Claire, they kind of uh, shit the bed, I guess, in this show when they with br using Claire as the bridge 
because I don't think her and Jessica even have anything and any sort of moment either. And they had they had a a bit of a friendship going on in the Jessica Jones series. Yeah. I just I just thought it was a little weird more so than anything. Yeah. I just looked at it as she wasn't acknowledging Foggy because she didn't want people to question why and how they knew each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. I just wish they would have even had a scene where, I don't know, like some awkward eye contact and looking away, you know. So they could have done yeah. something there. Maybe uh, she just didn't recognize him after he cut his hair. Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 there's a death, I, 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 I mean, I guess you call it a death that I forgot to mention. Um, so they pretend killed Daredevil at the end? <laughs> Oh, the ending. Did you did you buy that for even a second? What, that he was dead? Yeah. No, I I had a very strong feeling that he was not dead, and I had a theory that still might play out, but may not. Okay. Um well we assume he's dead and the scene where like they all walk back in through the door and then Matt doesn't and Karen and Foggy are there. Yeah. That broke my heart. Like I cried at that. I actually shed tears. I uh even though I knew Matt would come back, just <laughs> seeing Karen and Foggy that upset made me upset. I gotta be honest, my reaction was more so, oh, fuck off. I was I was really done with the show at that point, and I was like, okay, yeah. So who's gonna star in season three? Okay. Yeah. But, but I, um... I, that being especially said... Especially when they said the thing about, like, you know, Daredevil not being around anymore, and blonde lawyer dying, like, people are gonna piece it together. Yeah. At one point in the comics, um, Matt ends up getting arrested. Yep. And so in order to keep people thinking that he is not Daredevil, he actually had Danny Rand wear the Daredevil outfit instead of the Iron Fist costume. So Danny Rand was Daredevil for a short period while Matt Murdock was in prison. So people were like, Oh well, Daredevil's still out there on the go, so clearly Matt Murdock isn't Daredevil. Okay. So I'm I'm kind of thinking that while Matt's off recovering, recuperating, whatever, and because they said like people might piece it together that the lawn lawyer and the Devil of Hell's Kitchen are both gone, I was kind of thinking and hoping that maybe we might see Danny don the mantle of Daredevil even for a short period an episode or two just to kind of throw people off there that'd be interesting plus where we talked earlier about um Matt is kind of more Iron Fist look in the comics yeah maybe after Danny kind of plays Daredevil for a little bit and makes people think, you know, Daredevil's still on the go while Matt is off wherever. 
maybe that's where he gets the inspiration for what ends up becoming the Iron Fist suit. But but James, didn't you didn't you see the big Iron Fist costume reveal? No, I did not. Yeah, you, you missed... mean like the green and yellow tracksuit at the end? Yeah, you missed that too, didn't you? I missed it. <laughs> no, I saw it. I I realized the green and gold colors of that Adidas looking tracksuit he was wearing. Yeah, I uh, I honestly took no notice. I saw him on a rooftop. I'm like, okay, Danny's wearing a tracksuit, whatever that means. And I uh, no, I I picked up on that. I didn't. I looked it up, and apparently, in some of the newer comics, he wears sort of a, a tracksuit based com uh, based costume. Yeah, his Except, costumes changed a lot over the years. But even in the comics, it's got like it's got the Iron Fist logo, and it has the mask as well. Yeah, which is fine but you like I don't know it was weird that they teased it like the, the scene was very much supposed to be a costume reveal and nobody's in it for the the tracksuit they're all in it for the mask yeah uh, I want to get into my biggest problem with the show I thought it was a small step in the right direction but still not as big of one as they need yeah no for sure the fact that yeah. he's wearing they and I like like certain stuff they did with what he was wearing in the show where uh, his shirt was sort of ripped open and you could see his tattoo so it was more like the logo yeah but uh, my biggest issue with this show is the dialogue uh, not even all of it I'm not going to say the show has bad dialogue because it doesn't it's just inconsistent and uh, what I found, I was watching it, and I was like, why does it seem like some of these characters have better lines than others? Not even in, like, given uh, the, the best lines of the scene or anything, but I found Matt felt and sounded just like he did in the Daredevil shows. And uh, But I found whenever it came to specifically Luke Cage the lines didn't sound anything like Luke to me. No? No, it sounded like it sounded like they weren't sure how to write his dialogue. And I looked it up, and the writers of the show had only ever written on Daredevil. They've got like... Oh, okay. Like uh, 13 episodes of Daredevil between them, and zero episodes of Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, or Iron Fist. Uh, huh. Which, for Iron Fist's sake, I honestly I found it was they they kind of improved on Danny. Yes. Except I didn't really like how he sort of regressed in the last half of the show. If you know what I mean. How did he regress? I I just found like um, in the first couple episodes he was kind of taking charge, becoming a leader. He was getting a little more confident in himself as Iron Fist, and then. He, I mean, he just sort of flipped the switch and went back to his, I don't know, his stubborn ways. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the dialogue, I don't know, it just sounded to me like they weren't really sure how to write Luke or Jessica specifically. Like, what is Luke really given to do in the show except every now and then when they need bullets stopped? I mean, there's a few instances where it shows his strength and stuff like that. Um, 
he kind of puts Danny in check with his privilege at one point. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like I found, I found early on, I was I was more into it, and like that, uh, that was a really good one, for sure. But uh, another one is Jessica Jones at the beginning of the series. Her kind of snappy, uh, her snappy wit and banter is perfect. It's fucking spot on, and uh, I really like that the the alias backstory they did there to introduce her in the season it was yep. really really similar to uh, an arc from the alias comics but uh, once it got past that halfway point and it was all defenders it just became fucking her alcoholism was like the butt in joke and that really got on my nerves yeah that bugged me too like episode 7 Three back-to-back alcoholic jokes, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. When they did the, uh, uh, they're in the precinct, and she says, "Fuck something along the lines of nobody happened to sneak in any, uh, any uh, a flask or something." And yeah. Then, and then there's the bus. Scene. And then when they're on the train. Yeah, the train. Yeah, not the bus. And then when they get to uh, Midland Circle, she says, "Like, can we do we have time to stop for a drink first? I could use a drink or." Three. Yeah, and like that's in like a twenty-minute period. Like that's fucking unnecessary. It is. Yeah. They could have used one of those, and it would have been perfect. Because on their own, they're not bad. It's just you don't need to <laughs> shove it down our throats quite so much. No, and stuff like that is kind of why Jessica's my least favorite character out of them. It's not because oh she's female and I don't, you know. Yeah. It's just the unnecessary amount of reference to her alcohol use. Yeah. And part of it that bothered me about Jessica, too, was it's kind of like, hey, the whole city's in danger, and it takes this much persuading to get you to join in on the fight. Like, what are you going to do? Just go and sit in a bar while the city crumbles. Yeah, and, and that's something that didn't make any sense to me. Because when they are first together and trying to uh, trying to work things out, it's like, everybody's in but Matt. Everybody's in but Matt. Everybody's in but Matt. Oh, Matt's in, Jessica's out. Yeah. And it, it seemed like, I, I, don't, I don't really know what the motivation there was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like... I like Jessica as a character, but they they took any of the balance or depth out of it and just resorted to she's the butt end of the jokes. Like yeah. basically comic relief. Um so let's let's uh, jump back to that uh that Daredevil Iron Fist fight that happens about halfway through. Yeah. I thought that was a fucking awesome fight. It was an awesome fight. Um, it really speaks to Matt's skills. Yeah, for sure. If he's able to go toe-to-toe with the Iron Fist. Now, if Danny had, you know, focused his chi and hit Matt with that fist, it would have been game over. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
you see what happened when he hit Luke with it. Yep. <laughs> like, that moment in that episode, when it's slow-mo, like Danny right-hooking Luke, and Luke just flying. That actually made me, like, jump out of my seat with excitement. Yeah, I, I, there were a lot of good fight scenes in this show, I gotta say. There were. Luke versus Iron Fist was great. The first team-up, all four of them in Midland Circle in the middle of the day, that was good. Yes, that was fantastic. The, uh... Uh... The fight scene in that uh, Chinese restaurant. Yeah. I, I really... The only good thing about Jessica being so reluctant to join was when she came back and she hit Electra with her car. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was the only good part about Jessica walking away and being pissy like that. One thing that I didn't enjoy that much... Um, like there were all these great fight scenes, but some of the motivations, the character, like it didn't make any sense to me. Like it seemed weird that Danny was so cool and on board with everything, and then, like like I said, the regression where he kind of flipped the switch and to the point where him and Daredevil are like <laughs> going all out at each other. The fight scene was cool, but I just didn't understand why it had to happen. What Danny and uh, Matt? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite get the reasoning. Like I, I understand what their reasoning was in the show, but it just—I I wasn't really convinced that the characters would have done that. Yeah. Um. Well, Danny's still a bit of a hothead. Yeah. And I think Matt was just emotional and pissed off about the whole Electra thing and there was a bit of an argument and a power struggle between them for like who's calling the shots and you know I got I think this show would have been better if it was maybe titled Daredevil and Iron Fist like if it was a really da- yeah I think so if they had called it Daredevil and Iron Fist and it Jessica and Luke were actually referred to as sort of side characters who weren't there the whole time. I think it would have made more sense with the hand and with the amount of focus and the character arcs of Daredevil and Iron Fist. Yeah, but can you imagine the outrage that would have had if they took the black character and the female character and made them just side characters to these two white guys yep nope you are correct and I I would have been pissed about that too but uh, just based on what the show is and the story they did I think I think that is basically what they made I think they, yeah I think they basically made a deal yeah, I never noticed that just because I'm such an Iron Fist fanboy yeah I mean that's the thing I mean, I'm not wrong in saying Daredevil and Iron Fist are your favorites here right yes exactly right like and that's the th- and I'm not I'm not complaining exactly. It it's just it seemed like the focus on Jessica and Luke was forced. Yeah. Speaking of forced, uh, 
that scene in the finale when Luke uh, covers Jessica to stop her from getting, like, to stop the bullets, and she looks at him and says, remember this? Did you cringe? Yeah. I, I cringed. Like, mm. she might as well have looked at the camera and winked. It was. It, she wasn't asking Luke if he remembers. She was. Look, she was asking the audience, "Hey, you remember us? We boned once." <laughs> and yeah, then, Luke. Luke and Jessica in that moment, like that was a bit unnecessary. Yeah, you you could have you, you could have done with an an awkward thank you, and that would have gone across the message of, "Oh yeah, they had a sort of a thing. That's kind of awkward." Yeah. Yeah. You know. It was a little on the nose, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but I think, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to insult the show when I say this, but I think you might agree with me. The best part of the entire eight episodes, that post-credit scene. The what? The post-credit scene. Did you watch it after? Oh, I did, yeah. Was that fucking awesome or what? Uh, it was, like, I knew what it was supposed to be. Yeah. I knew that it was a trailer for The Punisher. Yeah. And it was cool, but it wasn't what I expected it to be. I was a little let down by the amount it showed in that. Okay. You expected the like. I I was excited about it, but I expected more from it. Okay, that's fair. Uh, anything else we didn't really touch on here? Oh, uh, we should probably tell everybody that somehow in the finale they end up inside the remains of a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing that they wanted Iron Fist to. Um, unlock, I think, was a gateway to Kunlun. Okay, yeah. And so they wanted to get in there and um, somehow they were harvesting the bones of Shadow the Undying and using the bones of this dragon to make this substance that they use to resurrect the dead yeah and so the whole reason that they dug this big dirty hole in in Daredevil was to get down to where the gate to Conlon was that apparently even Danny didn't know about that was sealed off by a previous Iron Fist and as soon as Danny started fighting down there, I knew Electra was going to manipulate him into opening it. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I saw that coming. Like they might as well have just like put like a big bold warning across the top of the screen, being like, "Danny's gonna fuck up now." <laughs> they could have. Uh... Um, Danny shits the bed in three, two, one, bam! <laughs> like America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> yeah, basically. Or uh, I was thinking uh, Dragon Ball 
Dragon Ball Z abridged the uh, what is what's the Krillin counter? What is it called? Yeah, like counting how many times Krillin dies. <laughs> yeah, they should have done that with Danny's fuck ups. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, defenders. Abridged. We did see Danny coming a bit more into his own. Yes. See, I kind of compared it a bit to um, Tony Stark. Okay. Because you've got this rich guy who has all these resources and everything, but you look at Tony in the first Iron Man movie, and even the second Iron Man movie, like, his character is so flawed, he's an alcoholic, he's cocky, he's this, he's that. And then compare him to the Tony Stark we have in Spider-Man Homecoming or Civil War. He's done so much, he's seen so much, he has grown the fuck up. He has smartened up significantly. Yeah. But how many movies did it take Tony Stark to smarten up that much? Yeah, that's true. It took six movies. And even still, in Civil War... He had that tantrum where he was just blinded that, fuck, he killed my mom. I don't care if he's fighting on our side. I don't care if he was manipulated into doing so. I don't care that Zemo was just pointing me at him, you know, to disrupt everything that's going on. I don't care. I'm just blindly going to attack. And I kind of saw a bit of that in Danny, too, where he would just, like, lose sight of things and just be like I don't care I'm doing this but he still grew a little bit from the Iron Fist season my problem is not that he grew up it's the order like it seemed like he at the beginning of the series it seemed like he had already grown up a bit and then a couple episodes in like like, by the time the Defenders are meeting in that restaurant, it seems like, wow, Danny's really grown up. He's really kind of uh, changed his ways a bit. And then it seemed like he took a step back and then a step forward. And I found I found, yeah. I found the ordering a little off there. Like Yeah, I mean, by the end of the season, he was more composed again and had his time straighter. Yeah. But there was a bit from like mid season from like episodes like four to seven yeah. where Danny kind of went off the rails a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But <clears throat> at the same time I could kinda understand why he did that. Because like he feels like he knows the hand more than anyone else. And you've got Luke and Jessica, and Luke's just like, well, I just want to help Harlan. And Jessica's like, I don't give a fuck about anything. And Matt is trying to be like, no, I'm in charge. And Danny's like, my sole purpose right now is to fight these motherfuckers. You were reluctant to join in in the first place, so who gives you the right to tell me what to do now? And so, like, I just saw that as Danny being, like, so frustrated. And then, like, having everyone decide, like, no, our best bet is to lock you up. You are, 
a living weapon. So in Danny's head, he is a living weapon whose sole purpose in being is to fight the hand. And then you've got these other three people being like, nope, fuck that, we're going to tie you to a chair and prevent you from doing your sole purpose. And so if people were doing that to me, I'd be pretty fucking pissed too and I'd go a bit off the rails. Yeah, I get that. Like, I would definitely not take that quietly. And then, like, Dick trying to kill Danny. Yeah, like, that was pretty fucked up, too. There's a there's a lot of stuff I, I forgot to mention here. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of deaths or attempted deaths. <laughs> attempted kills. <laughs> um... So, uh, do you have anything else you want to touch on, or do you think we can sum it up? Uh, one thing I do want to touch on is that scene at the end when Matt wakes up in a convent hospital. Yes. Um, they said, uh, go tell Maggie he's awake. And that is, uh hinting towards Matt's mother, Maggie Murdoch. Really? Holy shit, I didn't yes. catch that. That was a good catch on your part. <laughs> oh, I didn't... I was reading up on it because oh, okay. I was like, what... I thought about that and I was like, what is the significance of Maggie there? I wasn't familiar with Maggie Murdoch no. before, but I... After that scene, I was like, okay, what's the significance of this? Who is Maggie? So I just did a quick Google search. Nice. I, I heard someone say that uh, it looks like they're maybe going into the Daredevil Born Again arc. Yes. I read that as well. I'm not familiar with that story. Me either. So maybe it's something I'll read now before they do another season of Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which... You know what? That, that's what we should touch on next. Let's let's touch on where it leaves uh, the next, the upcoming series, because uh, Luke Cage, I believe, uh, let me see, started filming over the summer. Jessica Jones has been filming since last spring, I think, last winter. Uh, they they've started filming Jessica Jones as soon as they finished uh, Defenders. Uh, awesome. Daredevil just started filming, or is about to start filming, and Iron Fist is supposed to be starting by the end of the year. Awesome. So, based on their track record, I'm expecting, honestly, and don't take my word on this exactly because I don't, I'm not an insider here, I'm expecting new seasons of Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Daredevil all next year. Yeah. Which would make sense, because they they're doing three this year with Punisher and Iron Fist and Defenders. Uh, so, One thing that I was okay. thinking, though, as I was watching this show, um, where the fuck was Iron Man? Like, <laughs> Iron Man takes the time to pop up in New York during like in Queens and shit like that during Spider-Man Homecoming when this 
ferry boat gets split up by a ray gun. But a multi-billion dollar building gets bombed to fuck and Tony Stark doesn't think to make an appearance? Yep, that is interesting. I mean, this is Tony's old stomping grounds right before he moved the Avengers base upstate. Yep. Uh, that's the interesting Steve thing. Is, Steve's from the New York area. Peter's from the New York area. None of the Avengers that's where it gets get good. involved in all this shit that's going on. That's where it gets difficult in the, uh, the Netflix shows because in the individual seasons uh, the, the threats are small enough that you can understand why the Avengers have no part in it. But yeah. in order to up the threat to make for a good arc for like a Defenders series, it, it brings into question where they are, yeah. Yeah. Like, the threat's big enough to justify these four super-powered people coming together, but somehow it doesn't end up on the Avengers radar that we know of. I don't know. I don't even, like, they, they could have at least sent in, like, Falcon or somebody like that, you know? Yeah, like, one of the smaller tier... War Machine. Avengers. Or, uh, actually, what's what's the deal with War Machine now? Is he able well, to... Well, they referenced him in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Which is something that fucking bothers me about Doctor Strange. Timelines do not match. Well, okay. He's driving along, pimping around in his car, right before he gets in his accident, and Billy's, like, reading off these potential cases to him. And he says, like, Army Colonel paralyzed from this spot down in experimental flight suit. It's like... Motherfucker, this guy was just the Iron Patriot for a movie. Before he became War Machine again. He was War Machine, then they rebranded him as Iron Patriot. He was all over the news, basically being the president's bodyguard. And it's no secret that Colonel James Rhodes was the Iron Patriot and War Machine. Then when the... Was it... Um, uh the Accord in Civil War. Yeah. I almost said the Geneva Convention. <laughs> Not quite. Um, yeah. Well, when the Accord is signed, War Machine is pretty much the one who they're like, hey, you're going to go bring in these... You're going to go bring in Captain America. Yeah. You're going to arrest Captain America. This shit would have been all over the media. So, why does a doctor in the United States not know who the fuck Colonel James Rhodes aka War Machine is so here's something interesting about that uh, anyone watching and paying attention to Doctor Strange immediately saw that and said holy shit it's Rhodey uh, mm -hmm. but I read in an interview with the director that 
as much as that was supposed to be a fun Easter egg, the timelines don't match up, and technically by canon, that's not Rhodey, it's just a coincidence. It's a, it's a different guy, apparently. Really? Yep, because timeline-wise, the Doctor Strange takes place a few years before, like the opening does. Because by the time Doctor Strange ends, it's around the same time as Civil War. And, I mean, several years have passed. Hmm. I know, and... and that was like that was the thing. I watched the movie. I got super excited. I went and read about it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." They kind of fucked up on this one with the timeline, which again is a fuck around with uh, fucking Winter Soldier when they name drop Stephen Strange years before he had any sort of power. Yeah. I don't know. I I think. Uh, I think Marvel gave a little bit, bit too much leeway to the writers on a couple of movies there, and they're what should be really fun Easter eggs that don't actually match up. Yeah, because that pissed me off. Like, why aren't they calling him by name? They should know, like, hey, you could go operate on the War Machine or the Iron Patriot. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, even if it is several years in the past, like before Civil War... Like, Rhodey took the War Machine armor in Iron Man 2. So this is before the first Avengers movie. Yeah, yep. So then we had... Um, the whole Stark Expo thing in Iron Man 2. Then we have the Avengers. Then we have Iron Man 3. Then we have... Avengers 2, then we have Civil War, like, so a decent amount of time has passed since Rhodey has had that suit. Yep. And he's never been low profile about it. No, not at all. And, look, what are the chances of another army colonel having almost the identical spinal injury wearing an experimental flight suit armor? Yeah. It doesn't make Someone it. with the same position in the U.S. military having a almost identical injury from an almost identical like situation. Yep. I know it's it's a real piss off. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> That's just sloppy writing. Yeah. Uh, if that's not. If it is supposed to be Rhodey, then it's stupid that they never name dropped them. If it's not Rhodey, it's stupid that they wrote that in there because yeah. it's not necessary to be in there at all. If it wasn't supposed to be an Easter egg, then what's the fucking point of even having that there? They could have just been like, first situation, and then the girl with the brain implant who got struck by lightning, that distracted him from the road. Yep. Uh, so that was a bit of a tangent. <laughs> it was a tangent. Still Marvel. Oh yeah, we're 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 still on cinematic universe related, but it was a very big tangent. We're still on brand with me bitching about stupid shit. Uh, okay, so let's let's uh, 
let's uh, talk about where they end off. Daredevil, it looks like maybe born again. Uh, he's in a convent now. Uh, everyone thinks he's dead. So it's going to be cool what they're doing with season three there. Um, I'm not sure how to really separate Luke Cage and Iron Fist at this point. Because it all signs to me point to an eventual maybe power. Heroes for heart. Yeah, right? Like, Misty's lost her arm. Her and Colleen have some bonding going on. Danny and Luke, I mean, that, that, I really, really liked that scene where they were fighting together before Matt and Jessica showed up. Yeah, and there was a few points in the season where Luke and Danny kind of looked at each other and they were like, you and I make a good team. Yep. We work well together. Yep. And there were a few times where they kind of laughed together and you could see that bond growing between... Yep. Iron Fist and Power Man. That's my that's my dream now. I want I want the Power Man Iron Fist series. Yeah, Heroes for Hire. Yeah, like maybe maybe they'll do second seasons of Luke Cage and Iron Fist, and each of them will appear in the other series, and then instead of a season, I hope so. Instead of a season three, you'll either just go Heroes for Hire. Yeah. I, I it's all I think it's all good things with those two right now. Um, Jessica, I, I I actually liked where it ended off with the alias investigations being opened back up. Yeah, and I really like how like Malcolm's actually helping her instead of just being this junkie that lives in her building yeah. now. It, it's funny because uh, he's not like from what I read, he wasn't in the comics. But uh, when I did read the alias comics. There's, I think it's like some teenager who lives next door who's like a, a fanboy of when she was a superhero back in the day. Uh, Dazzler, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she leaves her door unlocked, so she'll, like, she'll be passed out on her couch and then wake up to the phone ringing and him answering the phone, like, alias investigations. So <laughs> it, it seems like it seems like Malcolm sort of uh, replaced that character. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I liked the new Malcolm. Like, has his act cleaned up, but he still, like, just barges into Jessica's place and, like, grabs a soda out of the fridge and... Yep. Looking over her shoulder, like, oh, like, trying to spot things and help her out. Yep, yep. Yep. I like that character, Malcolm. Me too. I liked his, I liked his arc in the uh, first season as well. Yeah. So it looks good for all those shows, and I mean Punisher, obviously. The, I mean they tease it pretty heavy there, and uh, I'm excited. Well, for I was that. hoping he would show up at some point yeah. throughout this series, but I was hoping for Punisher or Kingpin or both. Yeah, exactly. So was I. I really hope they bring uh, Wilson Fisk back for Daredevil season three. Yes. And or even if he's in Punisher season one. Oh yeah, that could work too. Yep. And I mean, if, I don't know if it's a long shot or not, but I hope we get Bullseye at some point. Oh my god, that would be so good. Like it's it's what we want. Yeah, that's what the fans want. We should do a casting somewhere down the road where we say, like, hypothetical villains we would like to see in, like, 
sequels to the Defenders seasons, like Punisher, we could fan cast Bullseye. We could fan cast, I don't know, one of the other uh, Mortal Weapons for yeah. Yeah. Iron Fist. We could, you know, yeah. do that shit. Yeah, I'm down for that. Awesome. Well, I think that'll be uh, it for our Defenders review. Yep. So it it's somewhere between, I, I don't know, like, I really didn't enjoy it, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe I, maybe I do need to rewatch it eventually. I, had, I just had a lot of issues with uh, how they handled my, I mean, Luke's my boy, so, you know. Yeah. See, part of the issue I find with binge-watching a show is if one episode or one scene leaves a sour taste in your mouth, and then you're going straight on to the next episode, you're starting that episode a little bit miffed with that, with the show or a certain character or something already. Yeah. And that so could, that could sometimes be... you almost need to rewatch something or take a break from a show before you move on to the next episode to let yourself kind of like cool down from being pissed off at a certain scene or episode. Yep, yeah, and that could be what happened with the end of it. But uh... could be, or you could rewatch it and find even more issues with it. Yep. So, uh, I don't know. There's been things <laughs> I've watched before and I thought it was complete dog shit. And then I've rewatched it and I, was, I didn't love it, but I was like, you know what? It wasn't as bad as I thought. I'm glad I gave it a second chance. And there was stuff where I'd get halfway through it and was like, nope, I was right the first time. This sucks. Yep. Tastes change. It happens. Maybe someday I'll grow to love Batman and Robin. Maybe. No. Maybe one day you'll come to appreciate the, uh, the fine acting abilities of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I mean, maybe someday I will get a head injury. <laughs> um, and uh, if you did watch Defenders and you didn't enjoy it, or if, I don't know, maybe you're, you're not that in, uh, interested in watching Defenders, there are a couple things I watched this week that uh, I just want to briefly mention because I watched a lot of shit this weekend. <laughs> uh Batman and Harley Quinn. Have you seen it yet? I have not. I've seen trailers. I haven't watched it yet. It's pretty damn good. I gotta say. Uh, recommend it for anyone who likes Batman the Animated Series, which should be pretty much anybody listening. Oh, I was definitely planning on watching it anyway. It's just it's kind of fallen a little bit down on my to-watch list because obviously Defenders was priority. Of course, yeah. And... I haven't started watching Dragon Ball Super yet, but um, I have uh, the first volume on DVD, nice. first 13 episodes, yeah. so that's the next thing I plan yeah. on yeah. binge-watching after I finish beating Mega Man 7 through 10. Good stuff. Uh, what's her name? Melissa Roach? Roach? I don't Roach. Know. Roach. Uh, she was, I don't know how it's pronounced. She was better Bernadette than... Bernadette. Yeah, there you go. Bernadette from Big Bang Theory, yeah. She was better than I expected as Harley Quinn. Uh, From the trailer, I thought I was going to hate her as Harley Quinn, but you're telling me she's better than expected, so I'm going to go into it with an open mind. I I watched the trailer, and I found her a little grating in the trailer. 
I, I did not. I was never at any point annoyed by her in the movie. Good. It, it it's a a different sort of Batman story. It's more of a road trip, which is interesting. Cool. And it's it's definitely pretty comedy based, but it, it feels like the animated series, and I do recommend that one. Uh, I also watched the watch the premieres of two Disney XD cartoons. Uh, the new Spider-Man series and the DuckTales reboot. How is DuckTales? DuckTales is fucking awesome. It is... Awesome or awful? Awesome. So good. Okay. Uh, David Tennant is Scrooge McDuck and he's fantastic. Uh, I don't know the guy's name who's voicing Launchpad McQuack. He's perfect. Uh, the whole thing is, is great. It was like a 40-minute uh, premiere. The series doesn't start again until like late September. But I enjoyed the fuck out of it, and I really enjoyed the first two episodes of Spider-Man, too. That's awesome. They, I can't wait to see these shows. They made some weird choices with Spider-Man. Uh, namely, uh, Otto Octavius is Peter's age. He's, he's like a young high school student. Weird. I know, but he's like a he's like a slightly chubby short nerd, and I'm not sure how they're going to play it, but uh, I'm interested in that. And, uh, I mean, two episodes, they've already done, uh, they did Vulture, they did Scorpion, and they've introduced a lot of, like, uh, villains to come, I think, like Alistair Smythe is the main character. And his son, Spencer Smythe. Wow. Yeah, Miles Morales is in there as just a, a kid that uh, Peter goes to school with. Harry Osborn, they're already showing hints at the uh, at him either being, I don't know if they're going to do the Green Goblin story or Hobgoblin or something like that. But uh, they've already, already shown Harry with having some sort of goblin-based tech. They haven't introduced Norman yet, but he has been mentioned. And uh, best of all, no origin story. Flashbacks to Uncle Perfect. Ben. Perfect. Flashbacks to Uncle Ben when he was alive. Who was voiced by Patton Oswalt. Really? Yeah, and he does a really good job, surprisingly. Like, I mean, I like Patton Oswalt. It just seemed like a weird fit. So yeah, I recommend all those, and uh, you know what? Watch Defenders. <laughs> if if this is something that you're into, uh, I I I don't regret watching those first four episodes anyway. And I mean that being as much as I didn't really like the last four episodes, there were some great fight scenes in there. So yeah, I. We definitely differed on our opinions on the Defenders. Yeah, for sure. I I very much enjoyed it. There were a lot of... But, yeah, in retrospect right now, looking back on all the parts that got me super excited during the show where I'd, like, half jump out of my seat and be like, oh, fuck yes, most of those scenes revolved around Danny Rand. Yes. So, me 
being super positive on the defenders is largely because I'm an Iron Fist fanboy. And I do recommend this for Iron Fist fanboys because, honestly, this is probably a better Iron Fist series than the Iron Fist series. <laughs> I 100% like agree it, with it, that. He has a better arc, and he definitely comes into his own. His fight scenes are miles better. I'll, uh, I'll, I will take Iron Fist over this, though, because Colleen gets way more screen time in Iron Fist, and she's pretty badass in there, and as much as I wasn't a big fan of Harold Meacham, he's still a better villain than Alexandra, in my opinion. Yeah. That's, I think that's the At main... least Harold showed some of what he could do. Exactly. Anyway, I think, uh... Unless there's anything else to say there, I think that is uh, that's a wrap. Yeah. Uh, um, I can't think of anything else I have to say on this right now. No, me either. Anything I say is just going to turn into a big fucking tangent. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, you know what? We we put in some work this weekend to get this done, so you're welcome as well. <laughs> Yeah. Enjoy this if you must. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Jedi Dropouts. Uh, you can catch our episodes every Monday at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com or anywhere that Podbeans can be found. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, I don't know, kicking around Tim Hortons sometimes, you know. Yeah. Actually, you can generally find us sitting on a couch watching Netflix. Yep. Uh, Playing PlayStation. Yes. Sometimes both. Yeah. The dual monitor setup, right? Uh, Actually, right now my living room has two TVs set up in it because my girlfriend was visiting... And she wanted to watch RuPaul's Drag Race on TV, and I really, like, I was like, all right, well, I don't mind watching it, but I also want to play Dynasty Warriors. So I brought the TV down from my bedroom and set it up in the living room next to the TV that is already mounted in the living room, and she turned on RuPaul's Drag Race while I played Dynasty Warriors and Mega Man on a TV that was right next to it. That's an interesting combo. It was a very interesting combo, but it was a good time. So, did and you, I haven't bothered to switch it back yet. So my bedroom TV is still in the living room. Did you guys use volume for both? Uh no. We had the volume on on her show, and I muted my game. I was kind of hoping to have like RuPaul's Drag Race with. Uh, the Mega Man soundtrack <laughs> overlaying it. You know what? The stage selection screen for Mega Man 8 yep. actually would match up very well with some of the music from RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> now that I think about it. Okay, so... <laughs> There's a tangent. Yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race. That's where we got on this one. <laughs> kind of got me thinking about if I was to dress in drag, what would my name be? Oh, Jesus. 
kind of thought Phoebe Jeebies. Fuck, I don't know. You, you, <laughs> do I have to, I have to come up with one of these? Uh, I don't know. I, probably something to do with a beard. What's uh? Hold on, let me let me let me come up with something here. Uh. Well, my favorite name any of them had there was Bob the Drag Queen. That's, that's amazing. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, fuck. Um, what about, like, Nastasha? Like, Natasha, but with a mustache. Yeah. I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing. I've never thought about this topic in my life. I only thought about it the weekend because, well... Emily and I were watching that. Well, yep, this is that's where we are. Um, <laughs> feel free to comment and leave us your. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you you got. Drunk. Leave us a comment and tell us what your thoughts on Defenders is and what your name would be if you were the new drag. Perfect. <laughs> Keep keeping it geeky here. <laughs> yep. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Oh, and uh, don't forget to drop out.